Good morning, extremely important listeners. You're listening to Come At Me, an extremely important podcast. My name is Kindred. I'm here with Riley. Hey. And we've forgotten how to count. Just me. Just Riley. But then I did, too. So... Um, it's pretty, it's pretty funny. That's like an inside joke that like listeners don't need to know about. That's just for us. I liked, I like talking about things that the listeners don't need to know about. <laughs> well, it's basically just this entire podcast. Lit- let's, exactly. Let's be real. So <laughs> thank you for joining us. This yeah. is things you didn't need to know. Thanks guys. Um, how do, how do, how do podcasts <laughs> Uh, I don't, I'm going to let you figure that one out. Okay. Um, yesterday, uh, I went out mm-hmm. in an uncharacteristic move. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my coworkers invited me out and I was like, yeah, can I bring my friend Linda? <laughs> can I bring my security blanket? Thank you. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, she's bringing her husband. And so I was like, oh, it's a double yeah. date. Exactly. Um, I have to let my cat out. Okay. This is going really well so far. Great. Love it. Get out and stay out. Wow. Right. Kindred abuses her cat. Everyone <laughs> spread the rumor. <laughs> wow. Let's not get into the other cat rumor. That's yeah, no. It's, I don't think anyone even remembers. By the time this comes out, no one will know what we're talking about. <laughs> In seven weeks when I get around to editing this. Yeah, literally. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, oh, all right. Um, anyway, I went out and there we went to a place and there was just a bunch of cigarette smoke and I am just feeling the effects of that this morning. My mm. throat hurts. <laughs> I don't understand places that still allow that. Yeah, it was it was weird. You know, it was, was like it just like a bar, it, a pool. Pl- yeah, place? it was. Yeah, it was like a bar and um, they were having like a like an emo night. Mm. And my coworker was like, you strike me as like someone who would like that, which is funny because I do not care for uh, Panic at the Disco. It's also like, yeah, not, none <laughs> of your personality was ever emo. No, never. I remember you, I, you liked Foo Fighters for a while. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wish they would have played some Foo Fighters. No, <laughs> they only played like Paramore and like that kind of yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was, and there was just loud music and just a ton of people just moshing to that music and just smoking. And I was like, this isn't necessarily my scene but it wasn't not fun but thanks for inviting me <laughs> exactly that's exactly what i was like i was like this is this thank you i needed to go out but also i don't like cigarette smoke so that's interesting because <laughs> I, t- I talked to you about this a little bit already but mm-hmm. in a very uncharacteristic move for me uh-huh this week one of my friends is friends a, yes. fr- a friend of a friend was near me and i want and i Listen, me and Riley Marco Polo, and I asked her about this when I sent her one yesterday. I wanted to know how it is, so and now I she's responding responded. to me on yeah. here. <laughs> so, um, yeah, a friend of a friend was going to be in the city that I live in and had, like, mm-hmm. five hours of her life that were free. Right. And she was like, you guys should hang out. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Which is not... I... <laughs> I'm one of those people, and if you're one of these people, you'll get it, and if you're not one of these people, you won't get it. Right. I need to prepare yes. to hang out with people. Yep. Like I need, um, I need it to be scheduled. Yeah. <laughs> I need to think about it for a while. I need right. to talk myself down. Uh-huh. <laughs> I get very panicked about meeting people, especially people I'm not already comfortable with. Yep. Um, so anyway, my mouth feels really dry and I'm just. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> Uh, it's just, there's this water next to me, but I don't know how old it is, so I'm not going to oh, no. drink it. Well, is it in a bottle or is it in a cup? 
It's in a cup. Oh, no, don't do it. I know, I can't. It probably has dust in it, but I'm just so thirsty, and I just see this water. Oh, it's like I'm on Castaway, that movie with Tom Hanks. Uh, anyway, so I met up with this girl, and we mm-hmm. met up at a coffee shop, and as somebody who grew up Mormon, I never consider that as a good place to meet people. Right. I, I could never think about that. And she was like, why yeah. don't we meet up for coffee? And I was like, genius. <laughs> wow. So we met up and we had coffee and it was really uh-huh. good. And we kind of got to know each other. And then uh-huh. um, I just like showed her around downtown. There was like. Right. There's this new vintage clothing store that opened. Ooh. And it was so fun. We like Aww. basically had a montage. We tried on hats and stuff. <laughs> Um, and then we went to this old bookstore and she bought like a shit ton of books and I bought all these nice. old postcards and then awesome. it was like really fun and I'll probably Good. never see her ever again in my life. We ended the day with a giant slice of pizza and that's just, oh hell yeah. Yeah. It went really well and she was really fun and I was like, maybe I can meet people. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I can be friends. Yeah. That's, that is, that's, I'm so glad it went well. Cause mine actually, um, the place we were going to in Atlanta, it, like, didn't, like, the, the emo party hadn't started yet. Mm-hmm. So we walked down the block because it was, there was just, like, a bunch of bars going on. A bunch of bars going on. Just a bunch of bars and a bunch of people and things happening, which yeah. is weird. And we went That's into. Atlanta. We, yeah. We went into a bar. And immediately, I looked, Linda and I looked at each other and we was like, we were like, oh, we found our home. This, like, little bar, because it was doing karaoke, and everybody there Aww. was doing, like, Barbara Streisand and, oh my like, God. Diana Ross. And so then, and uh, my coworker and her husband, they liked it, but they were like, I don't know if we'll ever go back there, but me and Linda afterwards were like, let's go back there. We're going to go there every week. But Linda went outside, because uh, she was hot, and she was talking to, like, the owners, and it turned out it was a gay bar. <laughs> I, and I was, I like, was going to ask that, but I didn't want to be, like, <laughs> like, a, like stereotyping. Things. Yeah. And, you know, and, like, I had noticed a couple couples in there, and I was like, oh, that's so fun. And then Linda came back, and she's like, oh, I learned something. I was like, it's a gay bar, huh? She's like, yeah. And I'm I like, mean, oh. if you walk in and people are singing Barbara Streisand, like, there's only one thing you can assume. And I didn't want to assume, so I wasn't going to say anything. I was like, was oh, so that's great. interesting. It was so great. And then I got up, and I sang uh, Boys Don't Cry by The Cure. It was just oh it was like a fun time. It's just a fun time. <laughs> That's amazing. I I don't think I could ever sing karaoke in public, and that's I don't like that about myself. You know, I didn't think so until I moved here, and then Linda and I found this little place that's since been bought out and closed, and we went the first night to karaoke, and there was, like, just like two people there mm-hmm. and i was like oh i can i can do this oh yeah and it's also so, like i don't know i'll never see you guys again exactly but you know so then in this little like very crowded bar it wasn't even scary because i was like i will i won't ever see these people again yeah so. that's i guess that's when it's the thing is if i did karaoke here it mm-hmm. would be at like this local place uh-huh. and i would know almost everyone in the room i was, I was gonna <laughs> say i was like you're like in the scene so yeah. you would know everyone it, and that's like everybody but i think that would make it I think that would make it better because I think they'd all be like like cheering you on. That's one of the fun yeah, things. Is you just cheer people on. You know what? I'm gonna go to karaoke right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if it was going on right now, I'd say hell yeah. No, I. It's like it's one of life's small pleasures is going to karaoke. Well, that one of my like favorite memories was Josh's birthday. Uh huh. A few years ago, mm-hmm. um, it was literally just me, Josh, Zach, and Mark, our little family. Yeah. And uh, we like got very stupidly drunk 
Right. Which I don't, I do so rarely that it's like a fun thing still. Yeah. Um, and we all made sushi. Uh-huh. And just like talked. And then we ended the night just like singing karaoke in front of each other. And it oh, was so fun. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, that's just, that is the kind of stuff I like. It was so Ugh. fun. Oh my gosh. Anyway, so look at me and Riley doing things this week. Yeah. I we I did, did it. it. I did. I had more social interaction even yesterday. I just, <laughs> it's crazy. And today I was like, maybe I'll go out and get breakfast by myself and like bring my Game Boy and just chill. And then I was like, no, no, <laughs> no, ne- you'll get there. That's, that's a step. That's a step that's will take some time, but you can get there. I'll go out for lunch by myself sometimes, uh-huh. and for some reason that feels different. It's because it's like the work crowd, and there's other I was gonna, people like alone. I was gonna say I was like, yeah, work is work is one thing because I'm in a food court that's full of people eating by themselves. Yeah, but <laughs> breakfast. I know. I was just like, and I was really gonna do it, and then I thought, you know what, I could do instead is make the exact same food at my home yeah. and play your Game Boys still, and play my Game Boy in bed with my dogs. <laughs> Hmm. Oh, the simple pleasures. Oh, my God. That's my sometimes I think my whole life is too many simple pleasures. And then I don't realize how good they are anymore. I'm like, yeah, my life is too good. And that's wow. What a thing to say. But <laughs> no, but it is nice because it was like after like since I never go out after getting home at, you know, like two in the morning last night. It's like, oh, I alone made- time. What? What was that? Alone time. Alone time. Oh, yeah. And I came home and. I had made my bed earlier that day mm. and I like just put on pajamas and I laid in my bed and like watched some YouTube and fell as- until I fell asleep. And I was like, wow, it really is a small thing. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it's like, I don't like to talk about the whole like introvert versus extrovert thing too much right. because I think it is kind of bullshit. Like it is. Yeah. And well, I think it's, it's, it's funny. It's not like bullshit. It's like, it's just like two very broad terms. Yeah. And I think people are like, I'm an introvert. They like, take right. that on a little I'm too wacky. personally for me yeah <laughs> right. but like there is such a nice like a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. josh was going out to a show with some friends and he's like do you want to meet us here we're gonna get dinner and then go to the show and i was like no yeah <laughs> i was like i think i just want to like be alone yeah and like watch a movie and paint mm-hmm. my nails and like and just oh, have some yeah. like total loner time and it was so pleasant oh i'm sure and i i and it's nice to see people and i've learned i need social interaction in life to feel okay yeah but when when you like decide to have that like i'm just gonna be alone it's so pleasant and like mm, i love it good stuff do a hair mask like oh god oh Oh, don't get crazy self-care or whatever oh my god uh speaking of hair mask that was my transition this week yes we watched (laughs) it has nothing to do with anything we watched a movie (laughs) called adaptation we sure did starring nick cage and meryl streep which Mm -hmm. what a what a duo Mm -hmm. um riley you want to give us a rundown yes and i thought about this beforehand so i won't talk too much about it in this part okay okay there's, it's a movie about a guy trying to write a movie written yes. by the guy in the movie. Um, there's an author. She wrote a book. He's adapting it. Mm-hmm. Adaptation. adaptation. <laughs> but it's also about adaptation as an evolution. But it's also mm-hmm. about the character himself having to adapt and rethink what he thought about screenwriting so he can actually write a movie that doesn't suck. Yep. Um, and then, like, crazy shit happens. Yeah. And that's, that's, I'm not, was that that's, good? <laughs> yeah, no, that was great. That was perfect and concise. Perfect. Um, what'd you think about it? 
I'm hesitant to talk about this because I can see where this is probably a very divisive movie, I imagine. Yeah. Where, like, some people watch it and they just fucking hate it. And then some people watch right. it and they just fucking love it. Right. I really liked it a lot. And I'm me not too. sure. Okay, cool. Yeah, no. <laughs> I was too. like, if Kindred hates it, it's not going to be as fun to talk about it. No. It was, um, I'm, I'm so glad you liked it. Uh, here's here's how I came upon this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I usually rope Linda and Steven into watching uh, the movies for the podcast with me. Mm-hmm. And the past couple of movies have been like um, Christian Mingle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, we had it. We had a time. We had, we had a, we had a good run there. And Steven <laughs> last week was like, why don't you guys watch good movies? And I was like, all right, Steven, you pick out a movie. Yeah. I, okay. This, I, <laughs> I assumed this movie came from Steven. Yes, it did. And he picked it out. And, um, I was like, I, I don't know. You said, when I recommended it, you were like, you said a good quote. You were like, Nick Cage can either be really good mm-hmm. or, you know, like really, like, like cheesy, I guess. Like intensely bad. And it's exactly, it's amazing that he can be both. It, it really is. And this is one that I think I really liked it. I was surprised at how much I liked it. I like loved it. And I, yeah. I've never seen being John Malkovich. Me neither. Or be, whatever it's called. I think that's yeah. what it's called. And this kind of takes off from that point because it's written. The whole movie, it's hard to explain. It's a meta movie. It is. Which, which is so, which is fun. Very fun. Not done enough. Um, no. Because it's hard to do, I think. Uh-huh. But the guy, the main character, Nick mm-hmm. Cage, who also plays the main character's twin brother. Yes. <laughs> Which it was an um, some amazing camera trickery. They really did such yeah. a. Good, I literally halfway through forgot that it was like the same guy being both yes. people. It was kind of amazing. Um, not as good as Lindsay Lohan, but no. Well, nothing can be, but almost as good as Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> um, but the movie is the guy that actually wrote the movie. Mm-hmm. The Charlie movie, Kaufman. Yeah, the movie is about him. Yes. The twin Trying- brother is fictional. Yes. Yeah, the movie's Which, about him trying to write the movie that it the movie is that you are watching. Yeah, and at the very end, when it actually like becomes a movie and it's no longer what happened in real life, mm-hmm. I there was the, at the very I'm gonna spoil it right now. Um, when she when she shoots his twin brother, yeah, I like gasped. As did I. Audibly. <laughs> I was like, <gasps> same. And that's, like, so rare. Like It is. It's so rare to watch a movie now that's actually surprising. Yeah. Entertaining. I actually, like, had to be actively engaged because uh-huh. it was a little bit complicated in a fun way. Yeah, yeah. You kind of don't know, like, what's totally fictional and what's right. not. And you don't right. really know. Like, with LaRoche. Uh-huh. Okay, I guess we have to, like, get into this a little bit. Yeah. So the yeah. book is about this the book in the movie uh-huh. yes that is being adapted in this movie uh-huh <laughs> and also okay god this is just, it's so complicated because in real life let's start yeah. with that part yes in real life there's a book called the orchid thief uh-huh written by a real woman named susan orlean mm-hmm. who really wrote this book about this real guy named laroche she was really a writer for the new york or the new yorker right and um, it came out in, like, 1994 or something. Mm-hmm. And then they 
bunch of different movie places wanted to turn it into a film, but it kind of didn't really work out. Eventually, Charlie Kaufman becomes a screenwriter for it, and he has a really hard time writing this screenplay. Trying to adapt it. Because it's not really a story, and they talk about that in the movie. It's like a lot of interesting musings and a lot of insight, but nothing really happens. Right. There's not not much of a story there. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is interesting. And so, so, the Nick... So in the movie... Yes. (laughs) Charlie Kaufman is in the same situation. He's trying to write a movie about this book that the Uh real Charlie Kaufman was also trying to do. And then the movie becomes him trying to write it. And also, he's got this annoying brother who you think is just like a dipshit who actually ends up being really smart and can give him a lot of good advice that he just thinks he's too stupid to do. Yes. And then there's LaRoche, who is this orchid hunter. He's uh-huh. a fascinating character. Yes. Um, he obsesses with things his whole life, moving from one thing to the next. Um, and then this writer becomes obsessed with him. And then in the movie, but not in uh-huh. real life, they start having an affair that she's covering up. And right. the orchid that he steals, they can extract some drugs from it, which is funny because early on, Charlie Kaufman in the movie is joking about how he doesn't, he's not joking. He's saying he doesn't want to turn this into a movie about drugs or an affair. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what it turns (laughs) into. And he goes, he goes to this conference by this dude, Robert McKee, who is a real person in real life. Yep. Um, He goes to this conference to like learn how to screenwrite because that's what his brother had gone to. And he's just like desperate for help. And he wrote a great screenplay off of it. <laughs> yeah. And the guy gives him this talk about how all that matters is the third act. Like, if the movie's uh-huh. good at the end, it'll be good. So from that point on, then yes. we have this crazy, like, whirlwind where yes. we find out. Like, they, Charlie and Donald follow uh, Susan to Miami where she meets LaRoche. They see them, like, doing these drugs together mm-hmm. and, like... They are like, we have to kill them because of this huge secret and drugs and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. it's crazy. And, and they, yeah. And so uh, they, Meryl Streep and LaRoche, they chase them, chase the two, the two Nick Cages into the swamp and mm-hmm. they shoot Do- the twin, Donald. Who In the arm. A, yes. Who isn't a real person in mm-hmm. real life right but added for the third act yeah and then um they spend the night and they they start getting away right into mm-hmm. the car they get into the car this is where i gasped it wasn't when she shot him i they gasped st- at both points uh, this this second one really truly caught me yeah they started driving away from uh laroche who still had like an who still had a rifle and yeah they start getting away and then they violently crash into a park ranger and Donald is thrown from a car and and I just it was so jarring yeah and then there's this running thread uh, from Donald who's like who's like you stick a pop song in like a movie and it's like a fun character thing yeah and so they get out and Nick Cage is acting with himself and it's really sad as Donald's dying and he's mm-hmm. like imagine me and you you a two I think about you day day and and (laughs) It's like, oh, I'm glad you like this movie because I was really thrilled about it, and I I didn't want to have to like be like, no, this is why it's good. No, I know, and I'm I'm glad you liked it too because I didn't want to have to. Yeah, but like it's done the whole movie. I didn't know anything going into it, and the weirdest thing, yeah, I'd never heard of it, ever heard of this movie, not a damn thing, and then yeah. Um, the day before I watched it, I was on my Instagram Explorer page, which is a place I check out 
on yeah. a too regular of a basis. Uh-huh. And there was a picture of Nick Cage, and I clicked on it, and it started talking about the movie adaptation. No. And I was like, I'm not going to read this because I'm about to watch this. But, like, right. that's just so weird. But the movie, it's like you never really know where it's going at all. Uh-huh. And you never know, like, if he's going to just totally snap because he's very unstable. Yeah. He's, like, a very interesting character. And the whole, like, side story of his, like, little love story thing going on yeah. is so cute and pleasant. It is. And it's, like, Nick Cage is amazing. His character is disgusting in yes. a good way. Yes. And just, like, the, everything is sold very well and packaged very nicely and right. comes together very well while being extremely self-aware and hinting mm-hmm. about everything the whole time and making fun of itself the whole time and yeah. being super meta the whole time. Right. And like kind of totally feeding you exactly what's going to happen. Right. In a way that like you're not sure if they're being facetious or not. Yeah. Well, I think it works. I think Nick character Nick Cage one is acting really well in this movie, but two, I think Charlie Kaufman like was very truthful about how he feels about himself. Yeah. Which I think makes it work because he's, there's like, he has the internal monologue and it's like, I'm a fat piece of shit mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm balding and I'm yeah. the worst and nobody likes me. And I don't think, I don't think Charlie Kaufman was making that up. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think he was exaggerating it. And I think yeah. it really comes through in like a way I was like, oh, everybody hates themselves. Yeah. Well, like the movie starts off with his like inner monologue. Mm-hmm. Of like, I need to lose weight and then I'd be a better person. I need to get a girlfriend and then I'll be happier. I need to like, yep. he's just like listing all this shit. Like, oh my God, I need to get my life together. Like, I, I need to read books more. I need to da 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 da. Like yeah. all this stuff we tell ourselves all the time. And, and then. And I was, I, honestly, he started speaking and then I looked at Linda and Steve and I was like, oh, it's me. <laughs> like, this is too real. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Well, and then it like cuts to him on the set of being John Malkovich. Mm-hmm. Malkovich? Malkovich? Malfin- I don't. Mal- Malkovich. Okay. Um, and, like, nobody really knows who he is. And he wrote that movie, too. Right. And nobody on the set knows who he is. They're all ignoring him. Right. And he's, like, it's just really interesting. I don't know, because, yeah, it is, like, obviously he probably really felt like that. Yeah. And it's, oh, it's just good. It's just really the way everything comes together. I love his brother, who you, like, initially just hate. Yeah, because you think... You think he's one thing, mm-hmm. which is just, like, like really, like, vapid and, like, happy-go-lucky. And, like, a freeloader. And, yeah. like, doesn't have an original thought in his head and just yeah. kind of sucks. Exactly. And then he turns out to not be that, and it's really great. Yeah, and he's, like, I mean, obviously he didn't exist in real life, but right. he's the one that, like, gives uh, Kaufman the, like... This is what a movie actually needs to be interesting. Like, you yeah. can't just make it this, like, boring thing about right. yourself. Like, you have to... I don't know. It was... I loved I everything about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's interesting that he made that character his twin brother. Because it's like... It's like he's telling himself these things that he knows. But he doesn't want to, like, take to heart, almost. Yeah. Like... It's it's insanely meta. He does, yeah. He doesn't want to like be cliche or like go with these like totally crazy stories about right. drugs or sex or whatever. Yeah, he wants it to be boring, quote unquote, like real life. Yeah, and then he goes to this writing workshop that Donald suggests he goes to. Uh huh. And he asks Robert McKee, like, 
I what if I want to write a movie that's more like real life where nothing really happens, nobody really gets better. Yeah. And the guy gives him this like <laughs> wonderful yelling lecture. He does. Where he's just like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Nothing <laughs> happens in real life. Like, what is wrong with you?" Yes. It's, and it's it's really so I, it was good. It was really it's good. So good. I liked it a lot and I can't believe uh-huh. I've never heard of it. Me neither. I I feel like I've heard of all, like most of Nick Cage's movies, you know, because he's so mm-hmm. he's so like infamous, iconic. I, that's what it is. I, he is iconic, but I had ne- I've never ever heard of this one. Yeah, and like even it being the same guy that wrote being John Malkovich, which I've yeah. ne- also never seen, but have heard a lot about. Yeah, I've heard I've heard about it a lot too. Maybe one day I'll watch it. <laughs> and like I was looking it up. Of course, I'm sure uh-huh. you did the same thing on Wikipedia. Yeah. And it was saying, like, it cost, I think, $19 million to make. Uh-huh. And it only grossed, like, $34 million. Wow. Like, nobody saw this movie. Then, but then, yeah. like, Meryl Streep won Best Supporting Actress. Uh, and the dude, LaRoche, won an yeah. Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. He won an, and then uh, Charlie Kaufman wrote Best Adapted Screenplay. Uh-huh. Like, it won all these awards. Yeah. And uh, it just... Never, never heard of it in my damn life. And I I yeah. love, I thought it was so good. And I'm so I'm, happy to watch a good movie. <laughs> yeah, I, right? It was like a relief. I was like, oh, thank God. Oh, I'm so glad we're not watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, one of the last ones I picked. <laughs> Just all bad. Um, but I think... I uh, this is, I'm always like, is, is it was it just too much for, like, the general population? I think that's, like, the... the probably the reason. Because it is... Yeah. It's not the first two thirds of the movie. Yeah, are just kind of this like sweaty guy, <laughs> like panicking. <laughs> That's such a good description. <laughs> and like every once in a while, this writer comes in with her like pretty boring story. Yeah, about a guy looking for a flower. And they aren't having an affair. They're not having an affair, and like nothing's really happening. The yeah. most exciting thing with that is when it shows his parents or his mom getting hit by a car, which was also extremely graphic and traumatic yeah it was wild i like don't know how they film that stuff it's crazy me, me neither but yeah i think that was the the thing that was so nice about it was everyone was so like honest in their mm-hmm. depictions of things yeah. and even when they were lying it was like very it was like how you would lie yes it was yeah. like not i don't know they they even lied convincingly as one would lie right it yeah. was good. I it loved, was. like, Nick Cage's fantasies about, like, oh, I'm going to just do this with this girl, and then she's going to, like, fall in love with me. Yeah. It's just going to be awesome. And then he <laughs> yes. he tries to ask this girl out at a diner uh-huh. and comes off as, like, a total fucking creep and so scares creepy. her. Like, she's being really nice to him as, like, a waitress. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, hey, I'm going to this orchid convention. <laughs> and she's like, oh. Oh, no. She's like, I'm just going to go get your pie. <laughs> Like, yeah, I, it was just good. It showed yeah. like he was very like a very sympathetic character, even though yeah. he was not terribly likable. No, yeah, but it's like it is... that's how I am. Exactly. Well, one of the ones I really, one of the moments I really liked was um, when he is a he isn't writing the script fast enough, and yeah. he needs to get a script to Tilda Swinton, and. Um, he, so he, but he's, he ordered food and he had to go pick it up yeah. and he goes to the restaurant and Tilda Swinton's there and she's eating lunch with Meryl Streep, who's like in the bathroom and Tilda's like, oh, why don't you come and meet? 
Susan Orlean is here. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, no. Well, and that's like right after he has this like epiphany of like, oh, I have to make this movie about Susan. I love her and she's yes. amazing and pure and perfect. Yes. I'm going to make this movie about her. And then he goes to this restaurant and he almost meets her. And he's like, uh-huh. if I meet her, it's going to ruin my script. And then he's like, she's not what I think she is. She's not this person. I can't write about her. And then everything falls apart again. Yes. He's like on a roll, like about to finish. Like, okay, I'm doing great. And then uh-huh. like gives up. And then he like makes a movie about himself. Yeah. And it's it's just so funny. He like starts describing <laughs> the movie as we've been seeing it. Yes. It's just like you guys gotta watch this. Yeah, yeah. I, I, one hundred percent. Everybody, go watch it. If you're like into, even just like things that are a little more creative than your yeah. usual shit. I just loved like the thought and like the mapping that mm-hmm. must have gone into this, yeah. and like the, I don't know. It just yeah. it was it went together really well, and it, it was just good. It was. It was entertaining, it was. but it was also mm-hmm. made me think. It had some really good lines. It did. It really had some quality lines. Like some things that like they even sounded cheesy in the moment, but they were like, huh, well, that's pretty true. Right. Yes. Yes. I loved, I loved so his monologue good. about like evolution. And yeah, we, we're like seeing on the screen like, uh, I don't know. It was just good stuff. It was yeah. good. I love at the end. um, they're hiding from LaRoche and Susan mm-hmm. in the swamp trying not to get killed. And it seems like really silly even at the time because they're trying to hide. And then all of a sudden they have to start having this conversation. And it's like, yeah. maybe you should be quiet. Right. Exactly. But um, basically, Char- is Charlie, is that his name? Charlie and yeah. Donald? Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie is talking to Donald like, I always just felt bad for you. You're like oblivious. And it's, uh-huh. like, all these bad things that were happening to you, I felt like they were happening to me because you didn't even know they were happening. Like, people making fun of you and being rude to you, you didn't even, like, see it. Right. And then Donald's like, I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, well, then why were you so happy? And yeah. he just says, like, that's what I love is who I am, not yeah. what loves me. And he and he also is like, that's their business. Yeah, he's like, it doesn't matter like how people yeah. react to me. Like I get to just feel the way that I feel, and yeah. I can own that, and they can own theirs. And I was just like, Jesus Christ! And then Charlie starts crying. Yeah, and like can't even explain what Donald has just taught him. His yeah. brother that he always thought was just like a dipshit that he yeah. was like the successful one, and his brother was stupid and lazy and right. couldn't was like worth nothing. It's just like. It's it good. was yeah, it was so good, and that really is such a like that's like a true life lesson though. Like mm-hmm. that's their business, it's and like, yeah. Uh, how do I? I and I mean, I guess that's really why. I mean, like I just relate to the Charlie Kaufman inner monologue. It just totally, is... I, and I think like most of us do, and that's why it's yeah. so effective. Yeah. and like we see the Donalds of the world as just like dipshits who like yes. don't get it, who are just like oblivious, and it's like no, like he yeah. was not oblivious. He totally knew what was going on, but he chose to be happy anyways. Yes, and to have a good life anyways and through that brought himself love and success and like all this stuff that like we all thought he was too dumb for Uh uh-huh it's really good (laughs) i love i loved it and it was it was silly and it was weird and it was strange and it was complicated and it was fun and it had twists and it was like yeah it was very effective i can't recommend it enough go yeah me neither watch it thank you steven for showing us a movie that doesn't suck angrily saying why don't you guys watch a good movie i liked yentl too like oh yeah yentl is yentl, yentl is good. was awesome yentl is very good 
It's just oh. hard to like find things that like I know are great that you don't already know. Yeah, I'd me like me too. Same here. I mean, maybe maybe we'll have to just start. I know there are probably I know there are things that you really like that I haven't seen, but I yeah. know that you like. Maybe we'll yeah. just have to start venturing into that territory. I was thinking about that. There's a bunch of albums too that like yeah. I love that I know you haven't heard, but it's like I know that you know how. I was going to say, but that. also that I know you like them. We should probably start doing that because I've run out of. Other I know things. it's like I can't like find things. It's like oh, this is a secret. I need to just start watching things, more things. But <sighs> I think that's what it is too. I need to venture out of my comfort zone media wise i guess but you know what that sounds like work that's a, exactly if i just want to watch family guy again just let me watch family guy just let me watch family guy like who's it hurting no one just the podcast just, just the me listeners <laughs> just the listeners and i really are a uh, haphazard podcast i think we should just start we've talked about this before but yeah. like tell us what to watch and what to listen to. Yeah, I guess this is what it was. I I had told Lyndon Steven. I was like, guys, give us ideas. Yeah, my cousin so. um actually we've been talking about music a lot lately. Yeah. And she was like, "How do you like this artist?" And I was like, "Never heard of him." And she's like, "You guys should just go in blind and oh. listen to one of his albums." And I was like, "Okay." That's so. great. Okay, cool. So we already got another recommendation. Yeah. So we'll she said it's really weird. So we'll okay. see. We'll see how it All is. Right. And we'll Sounds review good. it honestly and hurt people's feelings. Hurt people's feelings and also do a bad job reviewing. That's right. <laughs> Two things you can count on with Come gonna, At Me. We're going to say mean things and it's not going to be good. And it's not going to help you in any way. No, 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 no. Oh. All right. All right. Well, 33 minutes, but I feel like we talked about the movie. I don't have anything else to say. It was really good. Go yeah. watch it. It's good. Thumbs. Thumbs all around. How many thumbs? Mm, nine thumbs. Yeah, I would give I it, really nine, liked it nine thumbs, too. It was the best movie I've seen in a long time. Yes, and I felt the exact same way, so. And that's right. that's pretty that's, damn good. And that's a movie. I think uh, it has Other lasting. than Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that was a good one. That really was a good movie. I'm not even, yeah, I'm not joking. No, that was a great movie. Um, <laughs> oh, I think, oh, I know what I wanted to say. One last thought. Because mm-hmm. um, I couldn't remember what we watched the week before, and it was... Hereditary, even then I had a hard oh, time. Oh, yeah. And this adaptation adaptation had lasting power. Like, I watched this last week, and I'm still thinking about it. Yeah. And I had, and whereas Hereditary was what it was, it didn't have as much of a lasting power. And yeah. that's, that's, I think that really, like, speaks volumes. I think so, too. That's, I took um, a film class, like, mm-hmm. probably everyone has. But I remember my teacher saying that, like, he saw this movie, and he didn't, like, think much of it at the time. Right. Not not this movie specifically. Yeah. A different movie. <laughs> he was just kept watching adaptations. <laughs> but then, like, weeks later, he was still thinking about it. Yeah. And he's like, and I think that's how you, like, know it's a good movie. Is if you, like, it stays with you, you still think about it. Like, it comes yeah. back to you. Right. And that's, like, whereas, like, uh, The Pregnancy Pact, <laughs> something that, like, we <laughs> joked about a lot. But then when we, we watched it again, I didn't remember a fucking thing Me from that neither. Movie. Absolutely nothing. It was more of, like, just the fact... The funny thing was the fact that there was a pregnancy pact. Yeah, exactly. It's like my brain immediately was like, we don't need that. No, we don't get that shit out of here. Yeah. Get it out of here. No, it was, yeah. So, all right. Well, that's our podcast this week, I guess. Do we have a segment today? Um, no, uh, I think last week we agreed we're going to, uh, we got so off on our recording schedule. We're going to start fresh when we get a new cycle going. So. Okay. Sounds good. Next, 
next couple episodes we won't have any segments and i know that everyone will be so disappointed yeah i know (laughs) i am oh me oh me too (laughs) (laughs) that's my acting oh Oh, me too i am also (laughs) same here i need to go clean after this (laughs) me too so if we could just keep talking so i don't have to go clean (laughs) all right well we'll just talk on the phone and you guys can all leave (laughs) um uh riley you want to give us our closing catchphrase um sure okay um a number of things came to mind, and they're all things that I'm sure you've heard before. Okay. Um, because it's a famous closing catchphrase. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, something that I always think of. So earlier on in this episode, I don't know if you remember, it was like probably 20 minutes ago. Okay. Okay. Um, I mentioned that there was a cup of water in front of me and that I wasn't going to drink it because I didn't know how old it was. Yeah. That will always remind me of signs. Oh, and, and the little girl who won't drink the water anymore. Yes, and, and instead of instead of putting the water away, they just leave it all out forever. I don't. I that's so weird. There's just like a hundred cups over every surface of their home because instead of putting the water away, they just decide that's the right thing to do. What? And then an alien comes in the room, and then they're like, "Oh, I know what. Let's put this water on it." Why would an alien come to a planet that's 70% something that will make its skin melt off? That falls from the sky on a regular basis. That's a really good question. And who has just hundreds of cups in their house? It's all, it's so stupid. It's so dumb. It's just, as a kid, I loved that movie. I was like, well, this is so cool and scary. And as an adult, I'm like, fuck this movie, man. It's just. (sighs) M. Night, what are you doing? And that's just poor M. Night Shyamalama Lama Lama Lama. Yeah. What's his name? Shyamalan. Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan. There you go. I usually say Shyamalan ding dong, but I'm realizing that's offensive. So I know. I'm not going to say that say, anymore. I was like, I don't mean it that way. M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. All his movies like in his head are so cool. And then when he like tries <laughs> to make them, it's just like, <laughs> is not that cool. Right. Yeah, I mean, I remember, I think it really is made for, all of his movies are for, like, 13-year-olds, because I remember being terrified of The Village. Yeah, like, same. Like, I remember that movie evoking so many feelings of, like, sadness. hmm As, like, a child, I remember when Adrian Brody dies, I remember I had never been sadder. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Which is And then really... when they, <laughs> like, the big reveal at the end. Yeah. Was just like, holy shit. Yes. I was like, whoa. Oh. So it's like... Mm. that's his audience i guess yeah i mean fair fair <laughs> enough Children. he really he really got me when i was like 13 exactly oh so, yeah so famous closing catchphrase <laughs> good try m night Shyamalan. oh that's our gun is actually gonna be our new <laughs> closing catchphrase good try good try you really, you really tried <laughs> you really did it all right bye bye, bye.